0: Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Oop, turn on my microphone. Oop, turn on Hi, friends.
1: Mic. You know, this is the second hour. Getting into it.
0: It's the second hour of our uh, lovely two-hour show. <laughs> Can you remember when it was one hour? It
1: was so sad. Ridiculous. It would go so fast. I can't believe that was allowed to go on for so know, long. For
0: as long as it did. As now that we're in our like 11th or 12th, Henson and I kind of keep ramping up the number. I think we're in our like 15th year. I don't know. Uh, by the way, she's still in Europe dancing around. Uh, I think she's in Barcelona oh, at the look point. At that. So they're having a lot of good time. I know they had a, a paella cooking class. I saw bits of that. Um, so they're having fun. So she's still emailing me things that are like, she's like, well, how come you haven't answered me? I'm like, well, I'm not on vacation. Let's be clear. I'm still working. And then you're like on vacation and dipping in and being like, why you haven't answered me? I'm like, yeah, in between you're lolling around, I'm working. So, but no, I'm just kidding. We're having I love a lot of the fun. tale of this stuff and this stuff. I know we are the sisters from other misters who it's are just, so that's good. how we do. Yes. So um, so we also wanted to let you know, a follow up from the call about the rye hot dog buns. Uh, someone said a good idea. She worked at a small mom and pop bakery up in Maple Grove. A good idea would just to be to call those small mom and pop bakeries and say like kind of pre-order, like say, Hey, we're looking for a rye hot dog bun. And a lot of them will make them yeah. because they've already got the rye dough already ready right. to go. They have the forms for the buns and all the stuff. If for sure. Making forms. Uh, so there you go. Guess what time it is. It's time for top two in hour two.
1: And now the
0: weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two pick your best two in our two. All right. Give me All two. 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 All right. So this is the time of the show in which we talk about some, a couple things that are sort of obsessing us this mm-hmm. week.
1: So you want to go first? I would be happy to. Okay. Okay. Two things I'm really loving. Number one, uh, sociable cider works, pinch flat. Hmm. I love a hard cider. Yeah, They make my tummy feel good and uh, they make me happy and they're refreshing and they're crisp and they're delicious. I do not like giant manufacturers of hard cider. (laughs) They ruin it. I'm just going to be really clear. There's not a single one I've had that's like a big national whatever that I have thought is good. So there you go. Sociable Cider Works on the other hand, little small right here in Minneapolis and they are fantastic. So they came out with um, this pinch flat. And it's a collaboration with Fair State, which I didn't know that. I've just been drinking it. Yep. And they have um, it's it's hibiscus rose. Yeah. But I think it's like hibiscus rosé.
0: Yeah. Oh, Fair State's. There's is the hibiscus roselle. You know what I mean? Like are the the sour, the roselle. Have you had is that? Is that what it's
1: mixed? That's oh, what mixed. I wonder if
0: that's what that is. Oh, they're just
1: calling it rose. It oh, doesn't okay. have the little deal. Okay. Pinch flat hibiscus rose. Okay. So um sociable ciderworks, this is their first try at something pink, and it's Fair State's first try at something Apple for their tap room. Oh. So it's a collaboration. So you can get it at Fair State Brewery. Okay. So it's um it very, very good. It's like a pink refreshing mix of a rosé and a cider is what it kind of tastes like and yeah. looks like. And it's just fabulous. And it's not super sweet. Everybody loves pink and it's great. I, you should get it.
0: I think that I am down for that. Pinch Flat Pinch, from Sociable Cider Works. And it's, yeah, collaboration and all the good things are, I think collaboration in the brewery world is the best thing to happen well, in plus, the universe. Especially with um,
1: when people are brewing things like if you can get a cider at a ta- at a brewery, that's so important, you know. I mean, that's the downside of a brewery is when you go to a brewery, and if you're with people who don't or can't drink mm-hmm. beer, I mean, they're kind of. It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it is, and this it's is why the state of Minnesota should allow them to have something in there.
0: They and they can have sodas, but they have to be able to make they have to make their sodas right. Yeah. But they should be able to have like I know a non
1: glutenful drink I know. for people. It's the
0: weirdest. It is. I don't know. We're okay. working on that. Yeah, <laughs> Laws are being worked on, you guys. Because there's other places, like in Wisconsin, of course, you can go to a, like a brewery and they can have... Everything right. They can have cocktails there. They could have you know, know whatever you because
1: want. Because I hate to break it to you, it makes a lot more sense. It does there. make a lot. Well, so that does. I think you should definitely get that. And then the second thing that I'm like totally obsessing over was this pork dish that we had on Twin Cities Live this week. Okay, okay. so it um Amalia Moreno domgaard is um she writes about everything Latin American when it comes to cooking. She's Guatemalan, and so she's written like the encyclopedia on Guatemalan cooking. Yep. And she made, she came in and she made this quick and zesty adobo pork tenderloin. Okay. So we linked up the recipe and what she did was she made this achiote rub. So you buy like, this is the one specialty ingredient that you have to find, but it's really easy to find. It's that I'm sure it's in like the international section at Cub, but it's also at like all the, you know, Latin markets. And it's this, um, like rectangle square of like compressed seasoning kind of and then you just take off a chunk and you kind of crumble it together yeah and then she mixed it with olive oil salt and pepper and that's it to make a paste to make the paste exactly. to make the paste and then you take this paste and you rub it all over a pork tenderloin and then you just cook it on like a flat top or on a griddle I mean she just like cooked it on the stove
0: yes Huh. Yes. Wait, like a whole tenderloin or are you saying like a slice of tenderloin?
1: A whole tenderloin.
0: So like, and then she just like just turned it? She just kept turning it. Just Interesting. kept turning it.
1: Yep. She did it on the griddle and it's like pan roasting it essentially. Yeah. And then it turned that achiote rub got like all dark and yummy and then she sliced it and it was so good and it was so simple and so easy and I cannot stop thinking about it.
0: Okay. Yes. So you put it, you would use it in a pan if you were doing it. If you didn't have a griddle, you would use it in a pan. You'd use a griddle or
1: a large nonstick skillet. Okay. And then, or I bet you could do cast iron too. But you
0: could, yeah, with enough oil or butter or whatever. Yeah,
1: you could do whatever. And then you just set it in there and then just keep turning it. Keep turning it. it Mm -hmm. When,
0: how far, until you like, do you want it
1: medium, you know what I mean? Like. She said you do it for about 15 minutes. I mean, I would, what do you do for what's pork, like 140? Yeah. Yeah. Don't go too high. 160. Because hers was really nice and like Mm -hmm. just a little bit pink on the inside. And it was so good. And then she made this Guatemalan guacamole to go with it, which I didn't realize that in Guatemala, when they make guacamole, there's always oregano added to it. And that's like the key to making it different from, you know, a traditional Mexican guacamole is there's a little bit of oregano. And so
0: I was piling the guacamole on pieces of the pork tenderloin and just... Happy. I by the way oregano is one of those things that everyone thinks is just for Italian food. I put it I that is what goes in. That is the only herb that goes on my pork rubs. Oh. When I do like a pork shoulder, yeah. I grind up uh oregano with salt, garlic and a little bit of lime juice. Nice. And and olive oil. And then that is the rub that goes all over my pork that I roast the shoulder in the oven. Great. I know. I don't know why and I don't know where that came from, but it was like the oregano and the pork thing is is very South American. You know that? Yes, yeah. that must be it. Yeah, it's
1: it was really delicious. So we linked up that recipe. So I think you should Good. have both of those two things
0: I'm together. Gonna totally do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So my first one is Uh. I don't know if you saw my blog, but it's basically <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with the Women's World Cup that's here and started yesterday. And France totally trounced South Korea four to zero. And Germany, uh, I believe they've already completed the game this morning over China one zero. So well done. Well done, Germans, because of course I cheer for Germany unless they're playing against us. Got and then, it. yeah. So that's the deal. But the Women's that's World fair. Cup, the U.S. Women's National Team will be uh, competing there starting on Tuesday. And this is, you know, this is the game of the world. And our national women's team is the best in the world. They've already won three times. They're going for their fourth cup. I mean, my God, they are literally. There's no other American team that has dominated a world sport like ours. Fabulous, like our women. So I think that they deserve a little bit of, you know, attention. And also leaving work early because games are at like two in the afternoon. <laughs> so like Tuesday, there's a two o'clock game. I'm saying if at one thirty I happen to have a phone call that uh, (laughs) makes me have to run to the bar i'm gonna do it and i think you should too um surly is showing it outside great yeah so they're at the patio the women's national team games are all are being shown at surly brewing on the patio which i think is a great time big screen good stuff also crooked pint in minneapolis they are uh they're showing all the women's national team games but places like Merlin's rest and Brit's pub and all those guys, they're showing all the games. Yeah. So if you want to go see Germany versus China, or if you're like today at 11 o'clock, Spain will play South Africa. And then later this afternoon, Norway versus Nigeria, all the good stuff is happening. You can check it out. I did link up on MSPMag.com so you could see this, the schedules, but you can also go to FIFA. All you have to do is Google FIFA, which is the Federation international, you know, football association. Um, is uh, but if you just go FIFA, you know, on Google, they'll give you all the standings.
1: That's what's great about Google. I like going to a place to watch games like that too. I do
0: too because it's more about like it's getting involved with. I have done the things where I like I stop in a random bar because I realize I don't have time to get to the bar I was going to before kickoff, and so I've stopped. And I'd be like, "Are you playing the game?" And they're like, "Yeah." And it's me sitting at the bar like with people who I've never, you know what I mean, like not people that I would know <laughs> at all. And it's like, but you're all into it, and you all become friends. It's so true. You're all spectators in this. That's the truth. I know. Okay, that's fun. So my second one is uh, just having a moment to recognizing uh, Ms. Leah Chase, who is uh, the New Orleans chef who died this last week at the age of 96, Mm. who was, of course, a cookbook author, a chef. She championed Creole cuisine. And, you know, Dookie Chase, her restaurant in New Orleans was iconic and legendary and and of course it was a haven during the civil rights movement for Mm -hmm. activists and she she is just one of those cooks I think that many people respected and and held above and yet I feel like unless you really kind of I I hate the way that when someone dies that's when we go oh yeah she was awesome I kind of feel like I wish we could have said more about her earlier but that's really I mean Right. In some
1: ways, you kind of flip the script, and it is a really beautiful thing to yeah. just because it becomes a celebration of her life. Her passing becomes a celebration of her life.
0: True, true, and that's and 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 you know, she's just basically uh, her signature dishes, of course, jambalaya, trout, amandine, red beans and rice, and all this stuff. But her big thing was like uh, that she was, you know, an African American woman mm-hmm. who she was like. You know, maybe not going to be part of the restaurant industry. And then she got thrown into the kitchen and loved it.
1: And she was born in 1923. Can oh, you imagine how much guys. life? changed yeah. for an African American woman in this country from yeah. nineteen twenty three until now.
0: Yeah. And to be clear, she was the inspiration for Tiana in The Princess and the Frog. I love that movie. And she was also in that and here's another thing, of course, we all know that Dr. John unfortunately passed as well in New Orleans, who's a musician. There's a great opening scene in uh in Princess and the Frog where Tiana is Making beignets and like, you know, cooking and like working her restaurant scene. And the background music is Dr. John singing. Oh,
1: so we just watched that a few weeks ago Did with you my really? kids. Yeah, oh. we, it just popped up and we watched it and they just Such loved it. Movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. a great yeah. movie.
0: So porn went out for, you know, for uh, chef Leah Chase as she uh, doesn't have to make any more beignets. No, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. Hopefully there are take lots of beignets break. in heaven just to eat. I believe it. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about cooking on your porch. How you can handle not having a kitchen, but also how to not have to cook hot in a kitchen, which is a big thing for me. All right, we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. At Voyage Healthcare, we are still open and ready to see you for injuries, chronic conditions, med checks and acute care. If you are concerned about safety, call to schedule a video visit. If you believe you've been exposed to the coronavirus or are experiencing any symptoms, please do not come into the office. We can best serve you if you call our coronavirus hotline at 763-587-7900. That number is also found at the voyagehealthcare.com webpage. At Voyage Healthcare, we are here on the journey with you.
1: Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome I back to Weekly News. Thanks, Thanks for joining us today. You know, if you've missed any part of this this delightful show, you may want to dial us up on the old podcast, uh, which you can find anywhere. You know, we are not on Stitcher. That seems to be the number one question. What's Stitcher? Stitcher is a podcast collective, you know, where oh. people find things. And But we're on Spotify. We're on Podcast One. We're on iTunes. All the good stuff. So... You can find us there. In fact, now I don't know if you guys know about this, but Google has uh, rejiggered their search engine so that if you Google Weekly Dish Podcast, it co- it has little episode. Uh, it I'm has do it right now. Yeah, you can you can it, it'll show you like little episode places where you can click into actually just start listening right there.
1: Super fun, isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's great.
0: So just Google it, Google it. Uh, okay, we're gonna talk a little bit about. The fact that you are not cooking in your kitchen. I don't have you a kitchen. Cooking, I have a hole in the back of my you house. You have a hole in your house and you're cooking on your porch. I'm
1: cooking on my porch because we're in the middle of a massive kitchen remodel. So we bought this house at the end of October and it is um, it was built in 1918. So it's a really cool house that we're super excited about. Yeah. That being said, the kitchen was not cool. The kitchen was last remodeled in probably like the early 80s. Yeah. We had white linoleum floors and we had a very strange tiny electric cooktop in a tiny (laughs) central center island that was lower than the rest of the countertops and would barely boil water. I mean, it was
0: like. Just didn't get hot. Dire straits. Yeah, yeah, not good.
1: So when we bought this house, knowing that we were going to do a remodel and we were going to knock down a wall and do this whole thing, so it's been really exciting. It's I did. um, I took Thursday off work so that I could just go and make decisions with my mom, who's an interior designer. So I had to go to pick fixtures and light fixtures and like finalize all these decisions. I cried in the parking lot of the light fixture place, and then I got it together. (laughs) So. Then I went in and like started to um, figure everything out. And I'm very, I mean, I'm getting a gorgeous range, 36 inches. What? It's going to be like six oh burners, God. gas. It'll be the six first burners. gas range I've ever had in my life. I've always cooked on electric. Yep. So this is a, a really big deal. Range. Oh my gosh.
0: I just am beside myself. A giant fridge. Like here's my gig. You can have whatever sports car you want, people. I do not care. I do not want something super fancy, zippy. I want a six burner range. Yes. That's what I want. Like commercial grade. I mean, this is like real deal. 25,000 BTUs.
1: I'm getting a blue star. You're getting a blue star everyone's getting blue star lately everybody everybody who's everybody's, everybody's getting blue star that's what all the blue star people told me they were like they, you that's should go what blue they, star shockingly that's what they said and so then um but everybody who's gotten one has been like you need to get a blue star yeah. what are you looking at are you going to get a blue star so that's that's what i'm getting so it's very exciting but in the meantime we have a three season porch off the back of our house and yep. that's what we use as our kitchen it's our porch kitchen yeah so it's nice because we have a table out there and so we've been sitting out on the porch and eating and it's been good for the weather, it does get very hot in the afternoons. And I think there are some mice who are finding their way out there. But, you know, it's this is rustic living. This is
0: rustic living in the city. So
1: I have um, been just not cooking inside. So the flat top grill that we talked about has been really instrumental. And it's yeah. been a great way to not heat up the kitchen and be outside. And it's just propane. And it's just propane, which yeah. is easy. Um, I've been using the toaster oven to roast things. Uh, I have a microwave out there. I have a hot water tea <laughs> kettle out there. Keep in mind I can't run any I can only run one of those appliances at one time. Yeah. If I do two I blow a fuse.
0: Um and then I'm literally probably going to go get a griddle. Just I think, so you know, like I just this one show I'm probably going to go get a flat top grill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, get it. Get mm-hmm. it.
1: 200 250 bucks. That's what I'm saying. It's really not it's I mean I know that's like, a that's lot Like that's a of money. target
0: run. It is, I know, but like there's times where yes. I drop that at Target and go like what the hell did I buy? I'd rather <laughs> drop that and go like, check out my new griddle. Check out
1: my new griddle. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I started using, Steph, is my sister lent me her Instant Pot yes. so that I could try it and see what I think about it.
0: Okay. And this is really what I want to talk about because this is where like I'm not cooking on my porch, but I am cooking on, which is basically my porch of my little deck downstairs. But the other thing is last night I came home and I was like, it is too hot to do anything yes. in my house. Because you remember, you guys. I don't have AC. I don't have AC either. So it's like, and I'm on the, my kitchen is on the second floor. Ooh. I mean, it is a, it's a split level. You know what I mean? So, but like I am up. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, well I can't, I can't, I can't even turn the oven on to make bacon. Like, and my bigger problem is I would have done it on the grill on the cast iron, but it was nine 30. And also my propane is I'm on like my last <laughs> little like shake of propane, but nonetheless, so, the Instant Pot, how have you been finding it? So, I've been
1: finding it pretty good. I've been just testing it out. One thing that um, I've used it for is I've made the Instant Pot mac and cheese for the kids. Yes. And I used Pinch of Yum's recipe. Yes. And it turned out pretty good. I mean, I didn't feel like it was as good as what I could make on the stove. Yes. That being said, in a situation where if you don't want to heat up the stove or, um, you know, you can't, don't, have, you a don't stove, have a stove. don't have a stove. Then... It's working really well. I did. um, I like doing pasta in it. Mm -hmm. I did pasta in it, just some penne, and then just tossed it with some, just a good jarred sauce for the kids for dinner the other night. Yep, and that was really good and easy. Yep, and then I did these instant pot roasted potatoes. Yes, where um, you essentially put a steamer basket in in the instant pot and then steam the potatoes. Then turn the saute function on and do butter, olive oil, garlic powder, and onion powder. Mm-hmm. And then just toss the potatoes in them. Yep. Um, And that turned out really great. Yeah. Good. Good. But I haven't done any of, like, the real cuts of meat.
0: No. And that one, that'll take, you know what I mean? Like, for me, honestly, the idea that I was going to make a quesadilla last night, and which I did.
1: It looked great.
0: Dude, I have to tell you, like... Like, I think I I think maybe Jake is the the funniest thing is when people say like, oh, you must eat so well. Your mom's such a great cook. He's like, do you know how many quesadillas? We eat a lot of quesadillas. I love them. And it's like easy because I'm a cheese head. We know this. And then I have like a little bit of grilled chicken or whatever meat is over. And then but the big thing it was last night. I thought, should I take those frozen chicken breasts out and put them in the instant pot and do and this is 930 at night. Like I was tired and I was like, I, I didn't do it because I had some grilled chicken left over. But like the thought that I could do that in less than 20, in like 20 minutes is you guys ridiculously without even turning my oven on. I and I would have had like spicy shredded Tinga chicken. Done. Like done. All you do is it's like, and they can go from frozen. Like I pull them out of the freezer. I stick them in the instant pot with a little bit of water. You turn it and you turn it on for like 20 minutes. And it's like, and then I just fork it with a bunch of hot sauce. And that's it. Done. Done. And then I have all the things. I can make tacos. I can make quesadillas. I can put it on. I can make sandwiches. I can do barbecue sauce instead of hot sauce. See, the Instant Pot really
1: is a great thing for not heating up the kitchen.
0: I yeah. mean, it's like
1: it. it's kind of a funny thing where it's sort of counterintuitive to like use your slow cooker or use those things because you think of those things as making winter comfort food, but it's actually really even more important in the summer because in the summer is when you don't want to heat up the kitchen. And
0: Hanson keeps saying that she keeps thinking that it's going to, she's like, Oh, for braises. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's not about that for me. The other thing is like, sometimes I, I need a protein with something, even if I'm like, it's kind of hot and I want a salad. Yeah. But if I want a protein and I don't have any meat in the house, doing the hard boiled eggs just quickly and doing a jammy egg and doing that fast, I've been eating jammy eggs with avocado on spinach. That's it. Done done and with a little bit of olive oil and, and salt when it's and pepper. hot and
1: humid I mean you can't even think about turning on the stove to boil no. water for eggs no
0: I don't want any part of that so like the instant pot is saving my kitchen right now so great. just to be clear that's great all right, I did you guys, join your
1: instant pot on um, Facebook group
0: you did join mm-hmm. oh good yeah. and if anyone is wondering it's weekly. it's the instant weekly dish instant potters and we're like 5,000 members strong including so, me let's just get on there <laughs> all right we're gonna take a break you guys we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about the other part of the summer that we love the most besides porch eating Summer drinking. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, We have been talking a lot about cooking at home for the summer, cooking on your porch, keeping your kitchen cool, grilling your burgers. Porch
1: kitchen, that's what I do.
0: Porch kitchen. (laughs) are you hashtagging porch kitchen? I've
1: been hashtagging kitchen remodel, but I should hashtag porch Porch kitchen. I
0: want to see an actual footage of the porch kitchen. I will do
1: that. and I have been posting, if you go to my Instagram, which is at Mm reese R-I-E-S, you will see... um, I have a highlight for a kitchen remodel.
0: Oh, okay. And so oh, And okay. I've
1: been posting like a bunch good, good, of pictures. Good. So you can see if you go there, the hole in the back of my house. Yeah. You know,
0: the hole in the back of the house. I love there's it.
1: Legitimately a giant hole what? in the back of the house. Yeah. Kitchen project. It's called the highlight. And so you can see all of the different things that I've been up to. And okay. You know,
0: maybe we'll try to get that on the old Facebook page too. Fabulous. Um, so let's, tell you about the other thing that we like to do in the summertime, outside, on our patios and our porches and our homes, is a little drinking. Cocktails. A little cocktailing. For some reason, the cocktail hour seems to come alive, and I think it is because... We have a more space cause we've all of a sudden got a new lounge, which is called our yard Yes, or your patio or your deck or your even your front stoop. If you are an apartment dweller, you have a
1: whole new uh, room.
0: You have a whole new room. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, I remember back to when I lived in a house in uptown, like the top floor of a house, we didn't have a yard. Uh, what we had was a stoop and we ended up having the best grill and cocktail parties on <laughs> that stoop because that's all you can do. Um, and so, and even if it's like, you know, finding like, you know, a little park or something like that, as long as you're being Subtle. discreet. Yes, <laughs> But one of the ways you can be discreet is the fact that there are so many cocktails and cans coming out. You're
1: so into these cocktails in a can. I know,
0: because I like to have, well, I'll also say that I might sneak them into a movie theater time to time. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. When they start like searching your bags before movies, I'm out (laughs) because they're going to find my burrito and they're going to find my cocktail in a can. That's a
1: tale as old as time. They won't do it. They won't
0: do it. Um, But there's a lot of places that are, you know, kind of coming up with this stuff. Joya Soda, you know, which is a local soda maker. They started a long. I mean, they started like two or three years ago doing these cocktails in cans. And I love theirs because it's natural. It's not jammed with bad chemicals and weirdness stuff. Yeah, And it's delicious. So one of my favorites is their Greyhound, which has uh, some hibiscus with the grapefruit. Ooh, I know. Really good. But let me tell you this. Oh, sparkling Greyhound. Yes. And it's got a fizz to it. It's not too sweet. It's got just the right bite. And oh my I'm not gosh. a big vodka girl, but I'm there for this one.
1: I got to get that for Jay. He loves a Greyhound. Yeah.
0: Actually, there might be some in the back of my car. So if, when we leave here, we should talk about it. <laughs> um, there is also a thing where the I feel like Can you agree or disagree with me on this? That the Moscow Mule is sort of having not just a moment, but like it's just it's having a thing. I
1: just had a mule um, on Thursday Uh, afternoon
0: at lunch. Did it come in the copper cup? Yeah, it came in
1: the copper cup and it's great. And I have the copper cups at home. Do you really? We have four of them. I mean, they're expensive. So you just like get a couple of them and then use them when you want to. My struggle with the Moscow Mule is I wish that more places would use um, not that Gosling's ginger Ginger beer beer. because it's the, that one is all high fructose corn syrup. Like I'm just not interested in it and it doesn't. And it's so sweet. Yeah. So you've got to really take the edge off of that. Yeah. So they make better ginger beers. I'm going
0: to give you two ginger beers to look for. Do it. Two gingers. Yes. Two gingers is doing a a ginger beer. Oh, great. And it is delicious so that they can make their big ginger Themselves. So a
1: Moscow Mule is just, um, it's vodka, yeah. and then it's the ginger beer, mm-hmm. and then it's mint and lime, right? Yep. Or is there mint in it? I don't think there's mint. No. I think it's just lime. Just lime. Okay. But I could be wrong. Just the lime.
0: But yeah. So it's and it's usually served into a copper mug. But for me, I take the Kentucky Mule instead of a Moscow Mule any day, which is just bourbon with the ginger beer and a bit of lime.
1: Okay. Super smart. And yeah. you're right. No mint. Just no lime. Mint.
0: So, but here's the other one, Earl Giles which is uh, a company that has sort of been behind the scenes in terms of, you know, business to business. They sell tinctures and bitters and, and mixers to bars. And so, and it's founded by Jesse Held, you know, our local cocktailian guy who used to run Jester bars, like, you yes. know, Parlor and everything else. Yeah. And um, he and his buddy Jeff are the force behind Earl Giles. And they are now starting to bring their ginger beer to retail. You guys, it is spectacular. It is So delicious and has just the right bite, but it's also got a little bit of that citrus kick to it. So it doesn't feel like it's going to like burn your mouth out. I love it. I super love it. So if you're looking for that mixer wise, Earl Giles is what you should look for. Or the two gingers, ginger beer. Yeah, that's fantastic. But there's, for some reason, there's a ton of Moscow Mule canned cocktails. They're like the Copper Cup is one that's coming, and there's like everybody's putting it into cans, which makes sense. But I just. I don't know. I don't, that's one that I'm not really going for. Maybe because it's too easy to just sort of throw it together.
1: I mean, it's really very easy. Yeah. It's super simple, but the copper cup is to keep it super cold.
0: Yeah. Does it? And that's the thing.
1: I don't know. Why are we using fancy. copper cups for everything? Then? I
0: don't understand. <laughs> Cause why wouldn't I just want my, why don't I want my bourbon smash to be super cold? That is a really I good do. point. I really do. Um, what about, okay, but here's what I'm going to tell you. There's a wonderful new Negroni on the market a little bottled Negroni. Yes. And wow. I can't remember the name and I'm going to put it on the show page, you guys. It's this tiny little sweet bottle and it's like, it's like, uh, I know, see if you can Google it and find it for me. But it's this, uh, it's made from the California guys, uh, The uh, it's from California, but it's, it looks like a kind of a fluted situation and it is, it is like, it is a quick little Negroni hit that is Fun. beautifully done. And also I think like, I don't make Negronis at home. Because I don't think I can balance my Campari and my gin and all the rest in that perfect way. But I don't like I like a little Negroni like to cut through the sweetness of Mm -hmm. some drinking afternoons. And so having one in a little bottle that you can take on the boat or sit at the in your backyard and just kind of have is a good idea.
1: That's super smart. Right. That's great. Let's talk about your bootleg. I love bootlegs. I like to drink them at the pool. I like to drink them, you know, anytime. Maybe not just like right away in the morning. So bootlegs um, are just a great little cocktail. And you're such a pro because you know all of the history of the bootleg. Yeah. It is a Minnesota
0: thing. It is a Minnesota thing. Born and bred here in Minnesota. Yeah. And I don't want people to call it a Minnesota mojito because that's not it. It's not it. That's just not it. So
1: what it is, is you can use gin, vodka, or bourbon. I generally always go gin. And then it has... um, club soda and then it has bootleg mix and i like to go light on the bootleg mix because otherwise it's a sugar bomb right but um but it's super tart so the bootleg mix is lemon juice lime juice and then some sort of sugar yeah and um mint and that's it and And you like blend it up i mean you just blend the lemon juice the lime juice the sugar i mean i would probably use use a blender you use a blender. I mean, I never make it. I just order them. Okay, But I would like to make it because I think it would be really easy to make. And the mint is so great and super refreshing. And then you just put it in with the vodka or the gin or the bourbon and the soda water. And then you serve it.
0: Uh, It it is, you know, it's like, it's kind of a cocktail that was, uh, you know, a country club cocktail. A lot of them, a lot of people would have it while golfing at clubs and everything else or like in the pool shack. And then it kind of worked its way out into like the... uh, with the pool shack kids, you know, the workers, and then they started bringing it to the lake parties and to the beach parties. And so that's how it kind of proliferated so that you can now find it. But if you go to Lake Town Bars, it's, there's a lot of them in the Lake Town Bars. Like Lake Minnetonka has, if you go to like Jake O'Connor's or you go you know, to any of those Excelsior Bars, they have their own bootlegs. And, and they'll been, have a bootleg on the menu. Yeah, and so it'll be on the menu, but there's a lot of places that do it. You just have to kind of look for it mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you, and if you ask bartenders, have you ever made a bootleg, do you have a bootleg mix? If they say they can't make it, it's because they don't have fresh mint and they don't want to mess with, you know, the thing. Because, like, I have a friend who's like, he's like, I keep trying to order them and they don't have them. I'm like, well, that's because they don't have mint. Not because they don't have the mix. Because you can't make it without, like, a really good mint.
1: You have to have fresh mint in it. And
0: it has to be blended.
1: Because it's not, it's like, it's not like a muddle situation. It's blitzed. And so you get little bits of the mint all throughout the drink.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I don't mind. So my big thing with it was I used to make them in high school (laughs) and we would take, it would be like, I was trying to match the Woodhill mix. That was always what I tried to do because I would, we get a bottle of Woodhill mix and then I would try to like copy it. And like the basis way to do it is to take a can of limeade, like frozen limeade, a can of frozen lemonade, those little concentrated suckers. And then you throw in, I mean, massive handfuls of mint Mm -hmm. and you blitz that. In a blender until it has become a green, slushy, frozen thing. And that's thing. your concentrate. That's your concentrate. And then you add that. Then you take your booze and your Sprite or whatever. At that point, it was Sprite when I was a kid. Yes. You know, and, and add it in. Now I probably would just do bubble water because that's sweet enough. Yes. You know what I mean? I would just take Sprite. But, and then
1: I think doing fresh lime, fresh lemon, and then the sweetener, then it, you can control the sweetness even more.
0: Yeah. No, and I don't think I would. Yeah, the limeade lemonade... Like, mix is definitely it's sweet. Aggressive. But that's also one that I think you're going to, like, you're going to pour a little bits of it and figure out what your mix you is You could honestly be
1: like. do, like, I mean, like, a tablespoon, probably. Yeah. yeah. In there.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then it. you can freeze that, by the way. Yes. And you can keep that, you know, and then in your freezer for a long, long time. And then just sort of thaw it out. Or, uh, you know, in sort of batches.
1: Freeze it in ice cube trays.
0: Uh, this is the smartest thing you've said. I did. I said you that said the other that day yesterday. on our
1: podcast. Yeah. If you freeze the bootleg mix in ice cube trays, then you can just pull out a cube and mm-hmm. put it in your cocktail.
0: I know. Um, here's the deal. I just want to let you know that this, that the Negroni in the bottle is called the St. Agrestis, And I'm going to put a little picture of it up on the Facebook page uh, because you can get it at Lakeside Liquors and Lowry Hill Liquors. Oh, great. So Just to let you know that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to wrap it up and tell you what's going on around town. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish, brought to you by Alvarito Mercado. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly time. Dish. Thanks for playing with us today. It's was been it been a great day. We've learned a lot. Is there a thing that you've learned, a, a little moral of the story that you want to share? Oh, I think just um, flat-top grills. you <laughs> think that- my moral of the story are going to be
1: they are going to change your life and this is all credit to Jay Reimers my yeah. husband I mean he was like we got to get this thing and it is a, it's really fantastic
0: I you know what's funny it's like last summer I was all about cooking over the open fire pit yes and I did you know I did campfire nachos and we did all this like campfire donuts and I'm still doing that stuff but it's funny how I'm like okay I did that now I'm done with my open fire flame and like figuring out the wood and I'm done. And so now what? Now I need to smash my burgers outside. You
1: smash your burgers outside on a flat top. Don't do it right on the grill. I wanted to also give a shout out to something because I I just didn't even think to mention this to you, yep. but I ate something so great within the last few weeks that I wanted to share with everybody. Yeah. Sonora Grill is this um restaurant on Lake Street in Minneapolis. <gasps> yes, so delicious. And it's really, really delicious. It's like um they used to be in Midtown Global Market, and mm-hmm. then now they have their restaurant in Longfellow. And so it's, it's like Latin and Spanish infusion. Yep. Their are nachos there, Steph. Yeah. I mean, I could cry. They are so good. I got them at lunch a few weeks ago on a rainy day, and we went and sat and just had a drink and had nachos with the kids, and my child had a meltdown at one point, and then it was fine. But I, um, it was the be- they were the best nachos I've ever had. Wow. The best nachos I've ever had. I ate the entire plate and it wasn't like a massive like.
0: Tell me about the nacho. Like okay. what made it so good? Because there's specific things that might must be included in my world. Well,
1: their meat was really great. And okay. I had um, I had the pork, which was really good. They also use this. They put this crema that has like some sort of flavor to it that I don't even know. Yeah. It says on the website. Who eats la coche?
0: What's that? So wheat Lacoche, don't be freaked out, but it is basically like a corn fungus. It's like a corn mushroom. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's like it's they call they kinda call it corn must, but it's yes. like basically letting uh corn kind of ferment a little bit. This the sweetness is why in the
1: corn. I liked it because yeah. I've had that on Twin Cities Live before. Yeah, I mean, Amalia made that. Yes, she I made something she did. with corn fungus yeah. and I ate it and loved it. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah,
0: so we La coche is a, don't be afraid of that. That is a lovely thing.
1: It has an avocado mousse and then the cheese on it is like this really yummy, creamy cheese. It's oh, just yes. And the chips were nice and thick. Yeah. So they withstood the weight of the toppings.
0: That is the key. That is one of the keys. And were they layered throughout the stuff? One hundred percent. Everything was layered throughout. Because if it's just topped on top, I'm gonna have to have a. Problem.
1: I think you should really go to Sonora Grill, and I think you should get those nachos. I've been thinking about them ever since. It's a great little spot.
0: Um, and they are also they're opening a new place. You know, oh, really, in at the Hasty Tasty spot. Great in Lynn Lake. Uh, it's called Pieto or something like that. I think I'm not sure. Whoops. Um, but it's uh they're opening that soon. They so. also have really good cocktails. Uh yes they do. Their Margarita. You guys the was on one of our Margarita Madness The one was, called an
1: Obergon. That's
0: it. That's what I had. The Obergon is
1: delicious. That's what I had with my nachos. it it's got nachos. basil in it. Serrano pepper infused tequila, fresh lime juice, basil yeah. syrup and agave nectar. Yeah. It's just very very good. And it's got nice it's like got space. I mean, I brought my little's and we sat in a booth and it was a really just Pleasant environment.
0: It is, and it is the the and the the patio is beautiful. But it's not packed. I think it needs more attention. Okay,
1: so Sonora do that. Grill. So go, go.
0: It's on. Uh, it's. I mean, we're calling it Seward. No, we're so calling they, it. It's Longfellow. Longfellow. They consider
1: yeah. it Longfellow. So it's it's right on East Lake Street. Okay. So like right before you. Um, just, you know, where the Marshall Bridge is, yeah. just a little bit west of that.
0: Okay. I love it. That's decent and lovely. Hey, by the way, Ola Arepa is five years old. Wow. Can you
1: believe that? Five years of deliciousness. Five I love that place. Five years
0: of deliciousness. Um, I kind of need you to know that they are having today a pool party. Yes. Have you heard about this? Have you? I mean, like, my God. They are put they've put down you guys two I talked about this on Laura and Julia last night too. They they are putting down two twelve by twenty-four pools no way like pools they have two giant pools in their parking lot right now and there's a swim up bar in between them so you can like sw- and they have swings attached to the swim up bar so you can like swim up and sit on a swing in the pool i know i know
1: is it going to be jammed i think it's going to be
0: jammed but and especially so they were supposed to do it tomorrow but then they switched it to today because today is of course the perfect day for it yes tomorrow's going to rain Um, that, but they just did it. And they are, I'm just, I'm kind of agog that somebody would think to do that, that they just made some pools in their, in their parking lot. And you can go and you can buy an early VIP ticket for like 60 bucks and that gets you like, Some swag and some some swim swag and some uh, like a cocktail, a little extra time in the pool, because I think that they're doing 25 minute intervals where that's like your ticket you buy for 25 minutes in the pool and then you got to get out again. (laughs) Fun. I just want to know who the lifeguards are going to be, if it's going to be Burke, who is one of the owners, because he would be a perfect lifeguard with like a zinc nose and everything. They just have
1: such great food and they have a bold attitude.
0: They're totally fun. They're up for fun. They are totally up for fun.
1: Oh, that place is so
0: good. I know. Did you? And they did have a refresh. You know, they did just sort of redo things in their kitchen and redo the menu a little bit. Oh, I, I need still to have go to see. get back in there. We should I, go there.
1: I really like um, Ola Rapa for brunch, too. Oh, yeah. Their brunch is fabulous. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so true. They have some of the best stuff. Seriously. Um. So, other things that are going on this weekend in case you need to get out and about. Uh, the Wild Food Fandango is happening tomorrow. We know we had Mike Kampanich on the show. He yeah, we had Eric s- Carsey on Twin Cities Live this week. And so that's, I mean, that's like 12 chefs, I think, competing for a giant mushroom. It's a giant golden, mushroom that looks quite phallic. Sort of a phallic situation. <laughs> that's a, It's That mushroom thing has been, and this is the thing where I'm like, that thing's been touched too much. <laughs> it's been making around on all the TV shows. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Um, but that's happening at... Case tomorrow. So,
1: everybody's going to be competing f- to um, create food, great food out of um, foraged ingredients yeah. and things that you can find here in Minnesota. So, it's really fun because, I mean, we ate things with pickled ramps and this. Eric Carsey made this um, really great bread with wild rice in it. And then um, he put this gooseberry jam on it and yeah. then these different kinds of mushrooms and then grated some dried morel over it. Ooh. And it was just really nice. It's like, it's just a fun reminder, too, of not all food is about farming. Right. That there is this element of foraging that's totally there and is just kind of mystical mm-hmm. and really amazing. And you I can know. forage for food in Minnesota, even though we think that this place is just like the frozen tundra.
0: I know. But you have you heard my story of the woman on my running trail? There's a woman, I was on the running trail and the woman was down. I think I told Mike this story when he was on. But there was a woman like in the marshiness, like off the side of the trail. And she was like digging around. I'm like, do you need some help? Like I thought maybe she lost something or something. She's like, no, I think these are ramps. And I'm like, honey, those are reeds. Those are swamp reeds. I'm like, no, those aren't ramps. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, she literally was just going to like pull stuff up from the ground and eat it. Oh, don't do that. So don't do that
1: don't do that just saying you gotta go you gotta go with an expert especially yeah. you don't do that with mushrooms because no, you'll end up with your stomach no. getting pumped
0: but I do I do have to say that I mow my lawn and I'm like hmm what's that do you think I can eat that <laughs> that's a good instinct just watch it uh, alright well thanks for being here this oh, week I love hanging out with
1: you Steph it'll Guess be so what? fun
0: you're coming next week too I am I am alright you guys well have a great weekend live it up hard we'll see you uh, next week ciao ciao
1: this is a summer to stay connected, locally. From the pandemic, to protests, to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. Pod MN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more, just for listening. Download PodMN
0: on your phone's app store, or learn more by visiting podmn.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.